we're back with a bonus episode from our friend Henry Amar. His original episode was so good and I didn't feel like we could get anything out of it. So we made a part two where he was able to answer some of the questions that came in on Instagram stories after people watched his TEDx talk. This episode is packed with even deeper dives into what healthy boundaries look like and how to apply them in your life. By the way, we just added something brand new to our Mint Arrow Messages jewelry line. It is a magic clasp and it's amazing for three reasons. Number one, it will allow you to put your necklaces on and take them off in seconds. It takes me three seconds to put my necklaces on and one second to take them off. So no more finicking with like really difficult little clasps to open and close. Number two, it will keep your necklaces from getting tangled. They will never be tangled ever again with this magic clasp. And number three, it will ensure that your clasp stays in the back and your charms stay in the front. We actually have a free promo going this week where you can get the magic clasp for free if you purchase two necklaces. Go to mintarrow.com slash merch and you can see all of our necklaces. And if you add two necklaces to your cart and the magic clasp and you use the code FREEMAGIC, F-R-E-E-M-A-G-I-C, then the clasp will be free at checkout. So one more time, go to mintarrow.com slash merch and use the code FREEMAGIC to get a free magic clasp when you buy two necklaces. So we're bringing Henry back for a little bonus episode. We are just going to answer a few of these questions because your episode was so good. There was so much amazing, rich, wonderful content that I didn't want to divert at all from all of the wonderful things that you were saying. But people did have really good questions. So I thought if we could just answer a few of these in a bonus episode, that'd be awesome. So number one question, how do you create a boundary without feeling guilt? Ooh, great question. Wonderful, wonderful question. I think the difference, it's its what you define a boundary as doing. And that's why I love that, you know, the message that I have is called the love-based boundary. I think when we recognize the effects of not having a boundary, I think, um, you, we recognize that it's actually more harmful to not set a boundary than it is to set a boundary. For example, in the episode that we did together, I talked about, imagine you don't set a boundary and people are constantly taking, crossing the line of what you feel comfortable or safe in. So you're going to constantly be in a state of being triggered or dysregulation, not able to be present, recognizing that in the long term, maybe in the short term, it's uncomfortable, but in the long term, you're actually doing everybody a favor because you're able to find the sweet spot. It's not a yes or no boundaries. See, we live in a world in the cancel culture where it's like, no, zero, nothing, right? Whereas it's not, doesn't have to be nothing. It's the how much, how much is optimal in that situation. And when I think when we frame it that way, we could look at it and say, how much is going to be beneficial to the both of us. And going back to that porcupine, if I'm too close, I'm going to poke you and you're going to poke me and we're going to be not healthy. And if I'm too far away, we're going to be cold. Yeah. And so what's that space? When we understand to me what a love-based boundary is, it helps remove the guilt. And the second thing is to that question is a lot of times our parents didn't model boundaries. Yep. And we feel guilty because if we set a boundary with somebody growing up, then that's they, we were killed as a bad person. Yeah. We're mean, mm-hmm. we're terrible. And that's just a myth, right? A lot of it's the healing process of saying, 
okay, this is a really good exercise if you're listening. This is really, really good. And so it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll practice with you, Corinne. Is it okay? Yes. So if you're listening, this is how you do it. You have to answer the question as if I said, Corinne, answer, pick a number one through 10, go. Seven. That's how quickly you answer this question. So I've already done this before, so I know. <laughs> I know you've done this before. So if you're listening and you feel guilty, if you ask yourself this question and you answer it right away, for example, and I'll just pretend I'm the person that asked the question. If I set a boundary, that means what? I'm mean. If I'm mean, that means what? Then I am a terrible person. If I'm a terrible person, that means what? You follow this, this, this rule down to the bottom. You're like, man, I just really believe that if I set a boundary, I'm a terrible person. Is that really true? Where did that come from? When did you decide that? At what age did you decide that? And there's some really cool, deeper processes to understand and heal the belief systems that we carry. But as a beginner, things just become very lovingly aware and say, huh, what, what makes me feel guilty? And where does this really come from? Does it really have to do with this relationship or is it something that I was experiencing growing up? Totally. Because for Neil and me, I my response to that would, if I got down to like the bottom line, would be I'm selfish if I'm setting boundary, mm-hmm. if I'm, that would be the guilt. But for Neil, it would be more like, that's your duty because you're in, in like Samoan culture, like you, it is your duty to like show up for your people. So yeah. we come from different worlds, but you can like get down to the root of. Yeah. And I think that's why I loved the, the framing of this, this book and the framing of this concept was because when we recognize that the old way of setting boundaries or where, or the, the mainstream way that people say sometimes is like, no, just let everybody in. It's yes to everything or no to everything. When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. When you say no to everything, you're saying no to love. You're saying no to healing. And so to that question, I know we could talk about that one thing for a long time, is just recognize that as you listen to my TED Talk, as you read the book in the future, you'll really recognize that boundaries are such a gift for you and the other person. And if if you have to completely cut somebody out, it's guilt is a natural feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I feel really bad because it's, it it feels like it hurts their feelings, right? But if like we did everything based off of everybody's hurt feelings, we would probably be in the wrong relationships and the wrong situations in our life. So you would do everybody a favor because if you're not able to be in that relationship uh, optimally, then they're not able to be in an optimal relationship either. That is so true. Okay, next one. Best way to establish new boundaries after many years in a relationship. This is a hard and a good one, you know? Yep. It's going to take, if you're in a relationship and you're a committed relationship and it's been a long time, it's going to take honest, loving conversation. You know, um, a lot of people, when they start to set boundaries, they get into their own stress response and they get triggered themselves and they feel like they have to come in angry and we have this thing, and I'm going to get a little bit nerdy. It's called neuroception. In our bodies, it always looks for signs of safety or danger. So if I come at you and I'm triggered because I'm like really afraid to set the boundary, I'm coming in with this like fear. You're going to feel that and you're going to be like, might be triggered. But if, if I approached you and said, Corinne, this is really hard for me to do, but I really want to make our relationship better. And I want to work this with you. And I want to do this as a team and I want to figure this out. 
it's really important to me that I do, you know, X, Y, Z. And it makes me feel like this. And I know we've been doing this way for a long time, but I wonder if there's a better way. Can we, can we figure out that better way? Or you could collaborate or you're, or you can just go to somebody and just have an honest conversation. Like this is really hard for me to do because we've been doing this for a long time, but this is what's made me feel. And I really think our relationship would be better that I could show up better for you and you show up better for me in this way. And then you have a loving, honest conversation. And if somebody gets triggered, you go back to the, in the last episode, the regulate, relate reason, regulate your emotions, know that anticipate them probably getting a little uncomfortable. I don't like the word comfort zone because I don't think it's really comfortable in your comfort zone. Most of the time I call it a safety zone. It's what your body feels safest doing. And so Understand that when you start to change a relationship, expect that people might be thrown off a little bit. So pre-framing is so much better than reframing. Like in the middle of it, trying to do something like approach it with love and um, and then counsel to that wisdom and, and make a commitment with the other person. Say, hey, as we have conversations, can we can we set the tone for our conversations? Can we can we always come back to love? Can we always come back to this? And you set these parameters that help you build it. And if, if, if you can't do that, then go to a third party that will help you navigate that communication. It's all an honest, loving conversation. I feel like so much success happens in uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, that's so true. How do you avoid hurting feelings when you want more space from people you love? Man, and some feelings will be hurt. Let's just say that. You can't really avoid it fully, right? I think the, the best way to diminish hurt feelings is, to me, again, going back to depending on how much space that is. I know that right now, one of my friends, their mom just wants all their attention all the time, everything that they do. And if they're not there, they their mom really feels you know, puts on a guilt trip. And then they're like, you know, mom, I have to go to work. I have to do this. And, and they feel like the mom feels hurt about it. They literally had a conversation the other day where they were able to sit down and just say, Hey, like, we love you. We appreciate you. And realistically, like, this is what we're doing. We have kids, we have this, we have that, we have all this stuff going on. They just kind of laid it out. And I don't like over explaining, but if it's somebody that you really genuinely care about, then I think explaining the benefits of having or, or the necessity of what it is and saying, but we will do this. And when I am here, we'll have quality time together versus a lot of time where I'm feeling guilty, like I have to be everywhere else. Because the truth is, if you're somewhere and you have to be other places or you're dysregulated, you're not doing them a favor as well. It's tricky because it's different with everybody depending on the person. But really, honestly, like you're probably going to hurt feelings, but you could diminish hurt feelings by letting them know that you care. I'll, I'll tell you this too, is... A lot of people are looking for quantity of time if you can give them quality time. Mm. That's so true. Like making sure you're really present, you're really with them in the moment. And saying, like, hey, I have work during the week. I have all this stuff during the week. I got to take care of all this stuff. But we will get together on Saturday and we will have the best time. And you show up and you do that. And then if they feel lonely, if they feel hurt, if they want more, then that's your boundary. Like they just have to, unfortunately, some people are just going to have to learn a new way of doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true.
Okay, so she says, I have an adult child who suffers with physical and mental health problems because I have so much fear for her safety. I have no idea how to set boundaries. I drop everything for every phone call and text, which is several times a day, every day. It's mentally exhausting and I feel it causes me to neglect my relationships with my other children and husband. I know it's not healthy for either of us and we are both going to counseling separately. Any thoughts on getting past this fear would be so appreciated. Well, it's understandable first. One of the things I always say about emotions and responses, there are no bad, uh, Dr. Stephen Porges says, there are no bad responses, only adaptive ones. Mm. And when people are reacting a certain way, you're doing that because you care about your child and you're scared for their well-being, and you're the person that is able to be there for your child. So it creates this relationship where you're going back and forth and back and forth. In conjunction with your child's, with your adult child's counselor, if they're willing to have that conversation, I, I think it's really important to also supplement a support system for your child. It, it's really mm-hmm. tough, man. It's so tough, especially as a as a as a, I don't know if it's a mother or a father. As a mother, mother. I think said husband. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's hard, man. Moms have the biggest hearts and you feel so responsible for every single thing in, in your child's life, even if they're adults, right? Like I'm not a mother, but I see my wife is a mother and, and I became a father when we got married this year and my mom would sacrifice everything for me, right? The truth is I, I didn't learn. I, I learned a lot of codependency because my mom was there all the time and didn't really set boundaries with me. So I didn't get a chance to really learn. Like she always carried the bike for me. Yeah. You know, she always like never took the training wheels off for me because I was like, mom, it's midnight and I want Taco Bell. Like we'd go get me. Hey mom, I really want this. No, come on. Like, and I would just throw a fuss. But if there's severe mental and physical health issues, it's making sure the child, making sure they're safe and maybe having a conversation, in my opinion, with, with your husband, with the rest of your family and say, hey, this is what's going on. How do we really build a support system around our child? How do we get them the help that they truly need? And then having a conversation with that child to where maybe it's not so drastic. It's like not hundred to zero, mm-hmm. but with the help of other people, because a lot of mothers take it on themselves too. Yeah. That's right. True. And it's so important to ask for help. And it's so important. And I bet you anything from a mat. I study masculine feminine perspective stuff. It's like, I bet you anything, your husband would most likely really want to participate in that. If he just says, drop it, you just got to let them go and fall. It's like, but having the conversation of how do you wean the child off of the breast milk into regular milk, into vegetables and baby food and then meat. Um, And I think if you have a plan it would be much better. And if you you can consult that plan and build a support system around your child, that would be good. And in terms of the guilt, it's like, first of all, your feelings are very valid always, right? And then second of all, what they do, you just have to know that you're, you, you, you're doing your part. Like you're not responsible for other people's behavior, even though we feel like we are because we feel like I could always do more. I could always do more. I guess what we could always say that all the time. So that that's that's my initial feeling. And then recognizing that it's really beautiful that you create a sense of safety for your children to, to do that. And so I commend you for that. You know, it takes it takes safe what a neuroscientist in, in trauma healing says safety is a treatment. But if if you're helping your kid and you're dysregulated, 
it may not be as effective. Yeah, that's so true. This is my last question, and it's actually a little selfish, but it's because over the years, I've had so many women ask me who are a lot of times they come to me when they are fresh, like they just found out that their husband's an addict or he's been living a double life or whatever. And the question is always, how do I set a boundary? What am I supposed to set boundaries on? What do I? So I know you went through the steps, but specifically with like an addict who is living in their addiction. I'm not talking about an addict like Neil, who's living in recovery actively, like really healthily taking care of recovery, but someone who is married or in a relationship with someone who's very like in an unhealthy addiction, like they are living in the addiction. How would you counsel someone to set a boundary with someone that they know is in a very unhealthy place. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, that's a really difficult thing, right? Because usually if you're in a relationship with that person, you you have so much compassion because you know their heart and you know, you know their soul and you know their body is reacting to, to something that is so difficult to transcend. Sometimes, right? although I would say more often than not, the women are, and it's not that it's just women, but women that come to me are typically at the point that I was at where I was like, I'm so resentful. I'm so angry. Like usually there's a lot of feelings of like betrayal, anger, hurt, frustration, stuff like that. Not a lot of compassion usually. Yeah. Honor whatever emotion comes up. Yeah. Right. Like there's there's this framework where you have to fully accept your emotions, like for sure. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to be resentful. It's like, no, it makes sense why you're resentful. Yeah. No, it makes sense why you're angry. It makes sense why you're all that for sure honoring their emotions. Second, um, boundaries are so massive in that situation because as you know, when you're an addict and you're not really seeking help, you will say, do, think, feel, be whatever you need to do to get what you need to get. Yep. Until sometimes, like literally one of my friends right now was just kind of stuck in a spiral until finally his wife was like, she started doing the work herself. She did the inner work. She did the healing work. She did all the things herself. Exactly, literally exactly what you said. And then finally said, hey, this is where I'm at in my life right now. And this is my invitation to you. You either get yourself right and you get yourself help or this isn't the direction I'm going in and I love you. And he wasn't sure. He tested, he tested, he tested. And then they lived separately. And then he came up to me and said to me the other day, he's like, Henry, I've been 70 days sober. That's awesome. She did the work on herself. She worked through her emotions. She worked through everything she needed to. And then she set the firm boundary. was like, hey, listen, like, this is unhealthy for all of us. And I know, and there is help. Like, you know, clearly, like there's, yeah. here are the resources. Here's what it is. Here's the thing. I, I can't do it for you because, you know, if you force somebody to do it. Oh, it never works. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah. But you say, hey, this is, like you said, this is what I'm doing. This is how it makes me feel. This is the life I'm going to live. So you're invited to do the work. And we could have the conversation or if you don't, you're making that decision. And I understand it's very, very difficult. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, like sometimes people spiral and go a certain direction, but it's not for you. It's not on you. Your job is to do the work for yourself and to love the person. But loving the person also is like, it's really tough, man. If the person is not willing to change in that moment, then are you, do you have to make a choice? Do you want to live like that for the rest of your life? And if the choice is yes, you have to live with the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Or if the, the answer is no, then it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but there's no way to get around it without discomfort, unfortunately, Yeah. in this space. yeah. But 
it's discomfort that's going to make the difference. That's so and true. get the support that you need. Yeah. Get massive support. Like, you know, that's why in your, in the 12th, you have the sponsor, that's, you have the support yeah. of everybody. You got to go to a meeting. You can't just like decide that you're going to be so, I mean, that is the magic in going to meetings. And even that's why Al-Anon is so powerful too, is because you've got a group of people who are codependently, they love someone who's an addict and the, the group support is everything for sure. Yeah. Support is, is so much. And I'll tell you this right now, like really get familiar with understanding how to heal trauma and why people cope, why people are doing the things that they do, what they're avoiding, the pain that they're feeling. To me, I, I really believe a lot of addicts just have really deep unresolved feelings. Oh, um, all 100%. <laughs> I haven't met one that doesn't have. Yeah. When we understand ourselves and how do I resolve my own feelings and my own emotions and what trauma really does to your body and my coping mechanisms, even it may not be as extreme as an addiction to a drug, it may be something else. Can I sit with my emotions? Can I deal with my emotions? Really do the work for yourself because the only person you can control is yourself. And I'll tell you this, that quote prayer says, God grant me the peace, the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can, and that is me, and the wisdom to know the difference. We cannot control anybody else. That is not part of the plan in this world. Yeah. I, all I know is I can do what I can do, and it, it, sometimes it hurts really bad to watch someone struggle, but sometimes it's like, why do I let my kid get a shot in their arm if they're getting a like a their baby shots or whatever they get. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to cause them pain. It's because I know in the long run, it's going to be better for them. Okay. To wrap this up, we didn't talk as much at the end of the last episode about your mastermind. Just as, as like a final thought, tell me, because it seems to lead really well into that. If somebody's like ready to do that work, they want to invest in that. They want to maybe overcome trauma. What are you doing? Because you'll still be enrolling in your mastermind next week. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't start this till October 15th. So, awesome. but I do interview people for it. So it's an interview process. We interview people. It's me or someone on my team where we, we, we really build an incredible group of people. We bring them together. It's a really safe place for people to come in and show up. And we go through the thing I talked about in the last episode, where how do you heal from the past? How do you really reprogram your subconscious mind for where you want to be? And how do you empower yourself? How do you build emotional mastery, build confidence? It is honestly, one of the most powerful programs I've ever seen. And I've been involved in so many things. And I, it's funny, I say that about my own program, but it's, it's my 10th cohort. And literally to this day, I get people messaging me. Someone messaged me two days ago and said, I really want to thank you for what you did for me in the mastermind because it mm -hmm. reprogrammed me in the best, best way. And I'm living a life I never thought I could live. We dive really deep for eight weeks. It's a commitment, but it's, it's one of the most beautiful commitments you'll ever make because it will have a massive impact on the rest of your life. So it's a small group of people that we hand select. And um, it, it's an eight week program that will help you understand yourself in a way that you never knew you could and give you tools that you will use for the rest of your life. That's, for sure. Yeah. And beyond learning how to heal from your past, how to like really develop a, a deeper understanding of what belief systems are happening underneath, why you set these goals and you don't really reach them. And you could apply it to any area of your life. Some people in it right now, we have the coolest cohort, by the way, like so far. 
Some people are like, man, I just want to go to the next level of helping people and serving people. Some people are like, man, I've had this inner, like this thing inside of me. She actually joined my mastermind because I was just leading a retreat in Montenegro. And we do this, we do some deep, deep processes. And she came up and this one girl goes, I've had pain in my leg for a long time. And after your process, I haven't had pain in my leg for three days. Wow. Because we were emotions in our body. She's like, you released emotions I've never been able to release. So it's an eight-week program. It's really a game changer. If you have questions, you can literally go to go to the link in my bio on Instagram and just click the link. There's a bunch of information there. And if you want more questions, just fill out the, the form and one of us will set a time to talk to you and, and have the conversation. And there's scholarships. We're literally announcing scholarships in the next couple of days. So by the time this is out, there'll be scholarships okay. for it. So awesome. And again, your Instagram is at Henry Amar with two M's. We'll put it in the show yeah. notes and everything else is linked there too, right? Your TED yeah. Talk and all of your everything. programs, everything. Okay. You're amazing. Thanks so much, Henry. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.